Welcome to Project Oncology on ReachMD. On this episode, sponsored by Daiichi Sankyo and AstraZeneca, we're joined by Dr. Edward Guerin, who's a thoracic medical oncologist at UCLA Health. Dr. Guerin is here to share key takeaways on non-small cell lung cancer from the 2021 ESMO Congress. Let's hear from Dr. Guerin now. At the 2021 ESMO Congress, I think that the the key data piece was sort of a continuation of data from uh, ASCO earlier this year as really the major additional piece of data that we've had recently that has informed the field really is the uh, data for the Empower 010 study. This, of course, is a study of adjuvant atezolizumab. I think that one of the things that was interesting about the presentation at ESMO is it was the first time that we've really seen the data on patients who had PDL1 expression of 1 to 49%. That was a population that didn't do as well, at, certainly as the patients who had 50% or greater. The hazard ratio was somewhat unimpressive in that group of patients. And I think we'll make that group a continuing group of patients that we will follow over time to sort of see how they do uh, follow up perhaps for survival um, to see whether that's a population whom we want to be giving adjuvant PDL1 inhibition. In terms of other more targeted data sets, when I'm saying targeted, I mean targeted therapy. In many respects, the highlight was uh, trastuzumab deruxtecan, which is an antibody drug conjugate that is targeting HER2. This is uh, an approved agent in HER2 amplified breast cancer. And we saw in a, a heavily pretreated population of patients that more than half of the patients had a response in this HER2 mutated population, which has been really a, a particularly difficult to treat population. That presentation was in conjunction with an article in the New England Journal of Medicine. So one other question that was addressed was whether or not osimertinib can be combined with anti-angiogenic therapy. There is data supporting frontline osimertinib. There's also data supporting the combination of erlotinib, either with bevacizumab or ramacirumab. And the question here was whether or not anti-angiogenic therapy could be similarly added to osimertinib in a frontline setting. This was a study out of Japan. It follows on some fairly unimpressive uh, data looking at osimertinib plus anti-angiogenic therapy in a salvage setting. And this data also was, was somewhat unimpressive, questioning whether or not osimertinib plus anti-angiogenic therapy will become a, a new option in the frontline setting. And I think the last abstract that I would highlight, that because I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with it, is there was a data set from a new agent that is being called an immunotherapy, although it looks like it is has more uh, of an effect on microtubules and may not be what we traditionally would have called an immunotherapy that was added to docetaxel in patients who were previously treated. This study was a, a positive study, although the median improvement in progression-free survival was uh, fairly small. This is a setting in which we already have a docetaxel plus ramacirumab is an available option and in Europe, uh, docetaxel plus nintendinib. So I think that it will be interesting to see how that data is received over time. But I don't believe that there was any data that will change the diagnostic landscape. In terms of treatment landscape, I think that the data showing that the benefit was extremely limited, if, if at all, in patients who had low PDL1 expression may give practitioners some caution about using adjuvant tezolizumab in that setting, even at a time at which it is approved. I think that in many respects, the 
data set that is the most convincing to change practice really is that data set on trastuzumab deruxtecan in this HER2 mutated population, which is about 1% to 2% of patients with lung cancer. I think that the data has really made a strong case for the idea that this should be the standard second line regimen for patients with HER2 mutated non-small cell lung cancer at the time of regulatory approval. This episode of Project Oncology was sponsored by Daiichi Sankyo and AstraZeneca. To revisit any part of this discussion and to access other episodes in this series, visit reachmd.com slash project oncology, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.